because it's the little thingy is so slender. How are you today, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Man? Oh, I'm extremely well. <clears throat> I can't tell. I can tell how I sound. I have a hat on. Does that sound okay? You know, you sound really good. Really good, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I had a lot of coffee. Oh, uh, today you've had coffee. Yeah, I had just a, a tiny bit more coffee than usual, but I'm doing well. None, did, were you at lunch? Did you go to lunch? Oh, we ran out to get a quick, uh, quick lunch. Again with the we. Uh, so <laughs> you, you, you had lunch. Did you have a uh, barbecue? What'd you have? Um, Elevation Burger, which is a grass-fed, mm. uh, grass-fed burger with organic uh, toppings and stuff. Organic toppings? Are they locally yeah. sourced? Locally sourced, locally grown. Hmm. Hmm. So it's stuff like what, like uh, uh tumble tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds, and, uh, handguns. <laughs> Is that that's local, right? It's locally sourced guns. <laughs> so what's going? What's going on? Tell, can we talk about the thing, or is that not? there's nothing to talk about? I'm I'm doing I'm doing extremely well. I'm there's a mm, there's a small chance that I might be in a fugue state, but but equal, I'm doing great. equal to or greater than last time. Which one am I? <laughs> um, <laughs> what's up, Merlin? I'm just partying, dude. Just nice. slamming some seltzers and uh, some locally sourced coffee. You know, you, I know you're not a big sports guy. Oh, are you kidding me? Me? <laughs> But I'm, I'm going to assume you have not, you did not watch the Super Bowl, and that means you might have missed the SodaStream ad that was in the Super Bowl. First of all, I mean, let's stipulate I'm a super fan of sports. <laughs> right. I, uh, I bleed sports when I'm cut. I, I bleed 49ers, whatever their colors are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I heard that there was a SodaStream ad, so we know they have a budget. We just know they have bad taste. <laughs> yeah. Not that they taste bad. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, a, it's been filtered through jackals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, got a, I got a new SodaStream. You did? It was an accident. It was totally an accident. Um, you know, I've done this with you twice. Yeah, we've, you know, well, we've done it more than twice. Okay. Well, one time was just the tip. You know how I do that thing now where like I send people TPPs of comics they never asked for and probably won't read? Yeah, but I, I read them when you send I, them to I think me. I've sent you maybe two. Now you, no, let's, let's circle back to this in the mm-hmm. baby covers. Okay. But um, you know how I do that. Like I have this evangelism thing that, where I kind of can't stop talking about certain things, whether that's Markdown or The Wire or SodaStream. So, you know, my um, our sister-in-law who, who threw away my glasses, not that I'm angry, um, for Christmas, we got her, a, this is really, really boring. I bought, we bought her a soda stream at the, uh, at the Williams Sonoma last one they had turns out that it was their demo model and it was a mess. It was all scratched up. Um, and so, and so I brought it back home from Christmas in, in, in the Creek out in the uh, East Bay with every good intention of taking it back to the Williams Sonoma with my receipt and demanding satisfaction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> turns out. Are you all right? Uh, You're sick? <clears throat> uh, I have no idea how I'm not sick. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, you got I'm good, living, good immune system. You know that place where, you know, no spoilers, you know that place where Bane puts Batman? Like, imagine that with dander. Oh, God. And I don't <laughs> even have anybody with wisdom. I don't have ghosts in suits. It's just so much dander. I cleaned out my keyboard, and it was one of those things. It was like a Willy Wonka thing. Like, I kept banging it and shooting it with air, and more stuff kept coming out. So anyway, uh, I don't know why I'm not sick, um, but... Uh, Turns out it was in my trunk until two days ago. And as you know, Dan, I'm, I'm not a mathematician, but I think that exceeds the 30-day limit. I don't want to have to go in there and have a conversation with these people. Um, oh, so, you know, you can put flavors in here and mix that up. Oh, that's a great choice. You bought a spoon. Thank you. Can I leave now, please? 
hate talking to those people. So you know what I did? You know what I'm doing? I'm going to, I'm going to punk out. I'm going to send her a, uh, a gift certificate. And I have kept the very, very fancy soda stream that we bought for our family. And I've kept it for our home because I couldn't return it. And it's my first uh, non-manual model. And uh, I, have, I have mixed feelings about it, but it's very interesting. Would you like to hear about it in brief? Yeah, you know I, what? You know what? We should make these jackals pay. It's sickening, Dan. Do you know how it sickens me that they don't sponsor our program? It is, it is bad. And you did introduce me and probably most of the fans, listeners. Well, I, I, am, I am merely the Jesus. Uh, Jonathan Colton was the John the Baptist. He had the really important role and was beheaded because of Salome. But that, mm, I think I might need to lay down. I There's a lot about happening it, over there. Mm, I learned about it from Jonathan. And so now I've been spreading the word and the bubbles because I can't stop talking about it. Okay, so... So we've got this, uh, you know, I, I, I'm literally so angry at those guys, but it's, it's, it's got four buttons on it. You plug it in. Hmm? It's electric. Oh, really? Yeah, it's problematic. But because we, we have like two plugs in the entire house and one of them doesn't work. We run everything off of extension cords and diesel generators. Um, so, you know, you plug it in and it's got, a, it's got like a little uh, readout. You, you put your thing in the back. And one good thing, it, I think it, I don't know if it's accurate, but it guesstimates how much you like reset it when you put it in a new canister. So it guesstimates how much juice is left, which I like. And then this is what I do like about it. You, you pull out this little, so you imagine like right now, you know, you, you kind of bend it out, you put it in and you screw it in tight Mm -hmm. and then you go, you do your thing. Well, with this, you pull this thing out, you push it in, it seals. So no screwing, no screwing. You push it back like a gentleman and then you hit one of four buttons that are, that are cleverly labeled with the number of bubbles that you want. So I hit four. If there was a seven, I would hit seven. I hit oh. four, and it goes... And it has a little graphic to show how it's bubbling up. <laughs> this is very fancy. Yeah, it's probably too fancy in the, in the long deal. run. But, but, you know, the thing is, when you got to hand crank your own soda, I mean, sometimes, you know, that's friction, as we know from getting things done. So now I can, I can walk up there with six chilled bottles, seven chilled bottles and go do the whole thing and I'm done and I'll keep my family up at two in the morning making seltzer. So anyway, it's, it's sickening to me that they have the budget to, to go make one of those ads for a sports ball event, but they can't go to the true believers. See, this is the thing, Dan. If we didn't talk about it, they would probably still not consider it, but I think we'd have a better chance. The fact that we talk about it and that they probably have no idea that our show exists. Yeah. It mitigates against us. You know is, is yours called the Soda Stream Revolution, did you say? or did mm, you? I did not say, but that is accurate. Okay. That is that, accurate. Wow. Ooh. You know what? I'm just yeah, putting it into yeah. the show notes. Just see how much it costs. That's what I just saw. I'm putting it into so, the show notes so people can, can buy one for themselves. Dan, Dan, can I ask you a question? Go ahead, caller. Okay. Uh, for a first-time streamer, not, it's not accurate. I, I'm so delirious. Where would people go with their internet browser if they wanted to find show notes? For episode one oh diggity something of uh, Back to Work. They would go six, to... Six, five, five, 105. 105. They'd go to uh, 5by5.tv slash B as in boy, two as in the number, W as in ladies, slash mm. 105. Show notes there. And I just now added the soda stream that Merlin has to this. Yeah, and and Dan, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set the show into preview mode. Ooh. So that the people who would like to go to that URL right now can go there. There will obviously no audio file, but they can follow along with the links that we had. I love it. Buggy, love it. buggy that, new feature of the CMS. 
Now, here's why this is ironical, Dan, that you would put the page into preview mode because, um, as I mentioned, I'm delirious today. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to talk about that. I'm happy to talk about that. I got nothing to hide except everything I have to hide. But, um, but I had an idea for um, a topic. We should explain. Um, we, we have a... Do you remember last week or week before? Barely. I think, no. That's why I have show notes. <sighs> I, um, I was mentioning how much I hated, <laughs> hated hated the most intense pain I could remember as a child was earache. Yeah. Do you remember I literally knocked on wood and then dander floated up into the air? I literally knocked <laughs> on wood that we hadn't had that yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Speak of the devil mm-hmm. and the devil will get you an earache. So we had an earache last night and we're still trying to figure out how full on personal information. Nobody cares. We ended up watching three episodes of the last airbender and having a lot of sadness. It's very hard. So, um, uh, 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 uh I'm just slightly less rested than usual, Pro- probably no less delirious, but I'm a little goofy today. That's why, just so you know, if you're tuning in for, for, for part three of our Nobody Asked For It series on iTunes, that's why we're not doing it, because I'm goofy. Is that cool? I'm perfectly fine with that. I mean, you know, I want you rested up. I want you in your, in your best state of... Uh... So anyway, so anyway, I, I'm, I'm a little out of it. Here's my idea for today, and uh, I'd ask people in the tutor if they had any ideas for stuff, and we got a bunch of good ideas. You know, John, John Syracuse uh, was asking for us to maybe talk about um, jobs and marriage, but that, that to me is like our new Florida episode. That's, that's just too big. Too big, too close. That's hard. But it hits close you know, to home for some of us. It hit cl- hits close to every home, right in there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm not prepared for that. Although I will say my wife, my wife is literally a Viking. She, she, uh, I don't know how she does it. I don't know. She, she, it's amazing. You know, she, she has like a, like a regular job. She's got to like be places in pants. I'm just, I'm just sitting here in the dander hut talking to you, which I enjoy. I, you know, I don't want to diminish the importance of that. We're helping a lot of people with their productivity and their life hacks. So I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. So here's my idea. You know, I had an idea. Um, and I, I, ordinarily I would over prepare by asking you to prepare for this, but I'm just going to toss this out and you tell me if this is silly, but I want I thought I would talk about literally some things that I like. Or do you mean just all ads? <laughs> I got to tell you. Um, no. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about like how <laughs> did you, one thing I just want to share with you. No, please. Speaking of our friend, John Syracuse, he says he tweets this. He's seeing me. Earlier today, he says, the latest addition to our open seating fluorescent lit office, a persistent, loud, high-pitched whine. Oh, God. <laughs> so as, as I'm thinking, I'm reminded of this as you talk about your wife in the workforce and you and your dander. Piles. Oh, my goodness. Dan, if they added, if they added like bread <laughs> to that, that would be like your, literally your, your nightmare scenario. It really is. Yeah. It's We're like headaches with celiac disease. It's the worst. <laughs> you ever had a fisher? Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said. I'll make you fishers of men. It's a New Testament reference. Teach a man to fish. That's right. And uh, pretty soon it'll smell like a fish. Mm. How's everything going out there? In pretty Francisco. good. Last airbender was pretty good. I, uh, you know what? I'm going to mention something. This is a pre-follow-up. Um, there's this guy out there named Gabe Weatherhead. Who's, <laughs> whose name is... <laughs> no, name no, is you're Weather- not kidding. I'm sorry. I thought that was a joke. A bit. There's this guy I like a lot named Gabe Weatherhead. Okay. No, this is not going to become a bit because he's a really good man. Okay. He, he, uh, he blogs. He's, he blogs over at the uh, the Mac Drifter, and he's uh, just Mac Drifter. No, no definite article. It's an indefinite article. And he's uh, he's a, he's a great, terrific guy, and he has a cool podcast called uh, the Generational Podcast mm-hmm. that I recorded with him this week, and we ended up talking about uh, you know parenting stuff in this tone of voice for two hours. But uh, I think it turned out really great, and 
either on the 9th or the 16th, I think on the 9th, Gabe will be releasing that. And I'd like you guys to listen to that. Now, I don't want you to not listen to this. Keep listening to this. Don't pause. It makes me angry. But I think it's really good. And we talked about a lot of stuff that, that you and I um, talk about and talk around, you know, dealing with just all kinds of... It was a deep dive. It was a deep dive, but I think it was good. And you find out exactly how bad of a, of a parent I am, which is always amusing. So anyway, Gabe's awesome, and uh, his podcast is really good. His episode with Dr. Drang is very good. You know, he got rid of that uh, little clown icon. I know. I met, did I tell you I met Dr. Drang? Mm, you can't meet Dr. Drang. No, I did. It's like meeting the Phoenix Force. You, you, will, you will meet an instance of Dr. Drang. <laughs> well, I did meet an instance of him. He was here in well, Austin. You don't, know, you don't know if it's a Gray or a Summers that you're meeting? Mm-hmm. I don't want to go retcon. So did you actually, you met him at a place? Yeah, he was here in Austin for his uh, work, quote unquote, air quotes around that, Merlin quotes around that. Yeah. And he, uh, I saw that he was going to be here. He was asking me for barbecue recommendations. I said, well, if you're going to be in Austin and you're going to let me, you know, we'll, we'll get barbecue together. Are you putting me on? This is, no, I thought I told you this. No, you don't tell me anything. Yeah, That's incredible, so, Dan. Yeah, I've, so I've we, never met him. We've had, we've had, a, we've had a, one or two lovely phone calls and we, we've chatted a little bit. I've I've met uh, I've met the Bruce Wayne version, mm-hmm. and uh, he's isn't he a smart man? That's the thing about him; he is so bright, and it's, isn't he so much less taciturn than you'd expect? Oh my gosh, you would really he expect seems so mean. Yeah, I know, but he's not. He's a wonderful, wonderful person with an excellent, excellent sense of humor. He has a sense of humor, really good. Yeah. Really, I mean, isn't he, isn't he kind of a lot older than you expected? Oh my God. Like, like (laughs) I joke that you're old. This guy is, he's, he's, he's crazy old. He, I think he's busted the five Oh, Oh no, I guarantee that. No, I know that. Did you, did you help him sit up and stand down, uh, stand up and sit down? I mean, I helped him. I, at first it was weird because he, as soon as he entered, he, he, he spilled his pills all over the table. So we had to count uh-huh. them and resort sort them. Cut his barbecue. <laughs> well, he got the pulled pork, so it was sort of pre-chewed anyway. <laughs> I'm going to put in my good teeth for Dan. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, but that episode with Dr. Drang is terrific. And for those of you who aren't reading uh, his blog, it's uh, he is uh, he's a unique character. And he reminds me uh, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Mr. Syracuse. He's he's a straight talker. And uh, so anyway, enough of that. So, uh, but uh, Dr. Drang, I think he doesn't listen to our show anymore. He doesn't like the way that I parent. No, he listens. Uh, He's, he, re- he listens mm-hmm. and he remembers every single detail. And he'll, he brought it, he would bring up topics that you and I had discussed, uh, you know, 50 episodes ago. And this he would happens re- when you're an engineer. Yeah. An engineer and, and so old. Yeah. He's, he's pretty old. Like the, yeah. his recent, his recent post, this is just, just to give you perspective on him, his recent post over on, on his site, which I'll put into the, uh, into the show notes, uh, it begins, it begins like this. I've been doing a lot of calculations in both SI and U.S. customer units recently. Mm-hmm. That's the start of his post. So go check out his blog. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a, uh, he's got a, a Python script for how to make a word press post about LaTeX. <laughs> and then what he does is he feeds that through his PDFs. And his, his PDFs, right. his PDFs are, are rendered in Fortran. <laughs> so they're not machine readable. Right. This is just what he does to, you know. That's, that's how he unwinds when he's not talking about shower curtains and uh, airplane doors blowing right. up. He's, um, he's a very interesting guy. He loves his shower curtains. You know, you understand, Dan, he's a man who's obsessed with hotel rooms too. Is he? So... Simpatico. He's he's in our carass, or probably more likely our grand falloon. But he's uh, he's a good man. He's a good man. So anyway, sure Gabe Weatherhead. Gabe Weatherhead. Gabe Weatherhead. 
And so um, I wanted to talk about a few things that I like. And here's the thing. Um, I made a short list this morning uh, of, of some ideas. And it's, it is, well, how can I put this? It is somewhat, it's somewhere between productivity and Marco. Because I want to talk about some things that have actually helped me a lot uh, in my workflow. My workflow for the job that I don't have. Um, and, but it's also stuff that I have find myself using a lot that I think might be useful to people. Some of the stuff is going to be super familiar to you nerds who follow this everything junk on the internet, but, uh, I think it's good things. Would that be potentially interesting to you? For me, it'd be huge. Yeah. And the good part is I won't remember this because of my fugue state. So we could do the episode again when I get back. Okay. I'm making notes. Okay. All right. And you just, you just hop in when you tell me about, want to tell me about something you like. All right. You want to tell me about something you like? I, yeah, I would love to. Are you don't we ready? Have to. We're, no, we're ready. It's Squarespace. Squarespace. A- everything you need, Merlin, to make an amazing website. Mm-hmm. They're, they're A, fully hosted. Two, completely managed. And three, uh, you can uh, make a blog. You can do a portfolio. It does. And here's the genius of this you're going to get a beautiful website. You're going to get a site that in- in- integrates all of these wonderful things. Let me tell you about something. <laughs> I got to tell you. I got to tell you. <laughs> uh, you don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, integration, and everything that they do. They give you these most beautiful, responsive templates that are already set up for you. And you added... Put a, they the, put, put a new one out this week. Another one this week. Oh, another one came out. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, these, these people are crazy going nuts. It's like the professionals. And you, just, can switch, just, you can switch between them, Merlin. And you don't lose any content. After I have my, literally have my internet content inside the internet website, I can change the template. Mm-hmm. You change it around. You want to drag in some content in these little blocks and you arrange them the way you want. You don't have to know HTML or CSS. Everything just works. And it's incredibly easy to completely restructure your site. You can have multiple elements to the site. Like it's not like you're making, oh, I'm making a blog or I'm making a portfolio. You can integrate all these things together. You can go and set up a trial account where you don't have to pay anything. And when you're trying it out, like if you've been blogging for years and you have all your content in another system, you can very easily bring in that content, import it right into Squarespace and try it out and, and, and continue right there and go forward with that. What about the post about Python? I think that could be importable. Okay, do you have to escape, escape anything? I do not believe you have to escape anything. It's smart. It is, it is smart. It's really great. And, you know, there's, there's a continuum, right? There's people who don't, uh, don't know anything, have never been on the internet, and then there's people like John Syracuse. And, and then in between, there's a whole bunch of people on the continuum that I think should look at this and potentially pick it up and enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I'll give you one example. Um, on that continuum, you, you could be somebody, it's something I've done a lot. Matt Howe used to kind of do this, not for a living, but he did it for a lot of, I think he did this for jobs back in the day. He set somebody up with like a movable type install. And, and Matt had this great trick when he would ever, whenever he would set somebody up, movable type used to be like, that's, that's just what you used. Uh, it was the best. And, um, but you know, it was a little bit of work to keep up, but a fun work. But what Matt would do is he would always go in and this is so smart using CSS. He could hide all the elements in the control panel that like the average user didn't need to see. Right. It's really, really smart stuff like that. Well, if you're that kind of user, you want to set somebody up who's not really into playing with computers. It's real easy for them to go in and just post stuff. And that's really, you want to get to a point when you're posting stuff where you're not having to fiddle all the time. And if it's your job to put up internet content, uh, it's nice to not have to do all, all the fiddling. Mm-hmm. And, and you could do that. You could do that through, through you know, like, you know, um, you could do that through the mobile app. 
Uh, it's, it's pretty great. But here's the neat thing. If you're somewhere in between, like I am, uh, you go in, you get a template you like, and then you go, mm, I kind of wish that the H1s were not uppercase. Mm-hmm. Well, so you go into that design view, and there's a little box down at the bottom where you can put in your own CSS. And so you can say, what would that be? You know, you could see H1 text tra- transform uh, normal. Exclamation mark important because I'm a programmer. And, uh, but you can go in and change any of that stuff and tweak it to be the way that you want without screwing up the whole template. And at any time, if you're not happy with, with, with what you're doing, you can just uh, zap it. And I, if memory serves, I haven't done this in a while. I haven't hacked on CSS for a while. If memory serves, it'll like tell you when stuff is broken. And yeah, I think it like does. That. Yeah, it's, it's really, really well made. And, and like the wonderful uh, movable type, I have to say, it has a layer of abstraction to it that, that makes it easy for you to deal with stuff without having to deal with the real stuff. Like they deal with the real stuff that mm. breaks. And you can play with the stuff that you're, you're going to have a hard time breaking if you have the slightest clue what you're doing. So I, I, anyway, sorry to go on, but I love that about the continuum of this. Every, every time we have a Squarespace spot, I, I, I try to find one new way to convince you to just look at it. Um, if you end up buying it, that's great. But I, I stand by what I said all along, that this is perfect for a lot of people who aren't you, nerd. If there are people, like, you're, like in my case, my daughter's school, people in my family, um, it's the kind of thing you can set up for somebody and it just goes. I'm sorry, I went on too long. But don't you think? I mean, don't you think it's the kind of thing where if anybody comes to you and goes, I want a website... I, you know, I'm, I'm sick of having my phone number sent to everybody who knows someone I know. Uh, I want to have my own web presence for my stuff. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, that Marco. He's got a whole uh, podcast about costly German cars. It runs entirely on Squarespace. Yep. This is the kind of thing. Now, Marco, Marco, uh, you know, Border, a- borderline capable of writing software himself. Well, he uses PHP. I don't think that counts. Oh. If you're not, if you're not doing cold fusion, you're, 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 you're not close enough to the metal. <laughs> That's true. So here's, so anyway, here, Dan, here's I, how I, I, let me, how's, how's it work? Over. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, let me tell you. I got to tell you. <laughs> I got to tell you, you, get, you go in there and you enter an offer code. And that's how it works. You get some discounts because this is not free. It's not free. It's not expensive. It's, you know, 10 bucks a month for the standard plan, 20 bucks a month for the unlimited. You sign up for a year, you get 20% yeah. and 25% off respectively. You get a free domain if you do that. You go to, here's the, here's the URL to go to, please. Mm-hmm. squarespace.com slash back to work spelled out like words squarespace.com slash back to words the offer code can i can i do it yes you ready yes i can ask you one question if they put it in, in all caps will it still work yes okay offer code for the month of two bendis <laughs> <laughs> leave off leave, <laughs> bendis do you leave off the brian and the michael and uh, you keep in the Bendis. Bendis, B-E-N-D-I-S. That's right. Right. Over at squarespace.com slash back to work. You get an extra 10% off. One, one, one of my absolute, uh, far and away current favorite current uh, comic writers, but, but one of the greats, Brian Michael Bendis, who has no relationship to this. No. But, you know, in the time it takes you to set up a Squarespace site, Brian, Brian Bendis will have put out three new comics. <laughs> It'll That's be mostly, right. <laughs> mostly white bubbles on a page with a lot, a lot, a lot of words. Yeah. He makes he makes read very wordy. <laughs> we read it last night. We read uh, UFF. We read uh, Ultimate uh, Fantastic Four again last night. And my daughter's sick. And I, it, the pages were white. Bendis, Bendis. You get uh, you get extra. Was it ten percent, Dan? Ten percent. Ten percent off. If you go to squarespace.com/slash back to work, uh, it helps us, and and it can really help you and your pals too. It's it's a terrific uh, service. We love them a lot. Help me help you. Help me. 
So our, our thanks to uh, Squarespace uh, for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. Is it dorky for me to talk about things I like? No. Because I think some of them are pretty good. This is how okay. I feel like we get to know you. Hmm. You don't want to do that. No, I do. Hmm. Love me, love my dander. Hmm. Hmm. All right, here's one. This is an app uh, for iOS that has been um, kicking around for, for a little while now um, and has gotten popular with a lot of the nerds called Drafts, D-R-A-F-T-S. And there seems to be this new kind of, in, in the markdown and post-markdown age and in the idea of ubiquitous capture, there's this kind of this new class of iOS apps that primarily make it very easy for you to deal with a little bit of text. Which, which once you're a text nerd, you find you have to do a lot of the time. So, so for example, like in the past, I've always been a big fan of the ability to append and prepend to files with Quicksilver on my Mac. And up till now, I've kind of not struggled, but I've, I've bounced back and forth between, honestly, about six different iOS apps to find the right mix of being able to handle over a thousand text files, being quick, being able to search on Dropbox, being able to handle Markdown, being able to do all the stuff I want to do. But still, like even apps that I love, like Nebulous Notes or Notesy, I still have to like open them up. It sounds silly, but, but it, it, take, it can take a little bit of extra time and it adds a little bit of friction to, to have to do that. So enter the picture. In, in comes Drafts. And Drafts is on the front page of my uh, first screen of my iPhone and my iPad, and I swear by it. And here's what it does. On the most basic level, it looks really, really simple, which is good. So you get a little field, like a little text area, whatever NS text thing you get. That's a technical term. And you go in and you type in whatever you want to type in. Easy enough. This is great. Now, the power in drafts, uh, it, and also it does sync up via Simperium, like with Simple Note, if you want it to. Um, but the real, the real cool thing is you come in, you get this really just this, this little field where you type in some stuff. And then the magic is what happens with whatever text you put in there based on what you need to do. And anybody who's, uh, spent a lot of time on iOS has learned that one of the most powerful things in iOS is the send to functionality, for example. So, you know, if you go and you uh, pop, usually when you see a little arrow curving up into the right, that means do stuff with this, like print it or copy it, or, you know, save this photo to the photo album, or what have you. Now, imagine that, like, I'm not going to say on steroids, because that's stupid. You don't get a moon face from it. But it, it is super <laughs> duper cool. Okay. So, imagine, uh, <laughs> uh, pardon me, And so, what you do is, you go in and you type into this. And so, what's a basic one? A basic one is, copy this text as markdown. That's a great one right? You can have stuff like send this to TweetBot. So now I compose all my toots in drafts and then send it to TweetBot because I'd prefer to just have it right in there and, and, and uh, create it right in there. Um, there's a settings little uh, area you go to to say which of these, um, I'm putting this poorly because I'm tired. You go in, there's a settings area to say which ones of these things you want to show up. So first of all, it detects automatically which apps you have installed that it knows how to deal with. So you could, for example, say, send this to Textastic, send this to Notesy, send this to Nebulous Notes, send this to Messages, send this to Calendar, and, and so on. And that by itself is pretty great. But then it gets along the lines of stuff like that wonderful uh, Launch Center Pro, um, but again, based very heavily on dealing with text, you can do stuff like, say, um, take the first line of what I wrote and use it as the subject line in an email. And use the rest of it as the body of the email, but 
create that email as Markdown. So in other words, you could go in and style text and, and write whatever you want to write, have the draft saved, uh, all in drafts, and then hit basically email this as Markdown. And that's how I compose all of my email now. Why? I don't even want to open the mail app. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care. To send email, I don't want to have to look at email. And that's a super fast way to do that. Um, but here's where it gets really good. And, and I do encourage you, I'll try and find some stuff for notes. Um, a lot of people are getting into this app and you're seeing more and more of the great stuff you can do with it. Uh, their tips. Uh, but the latest thing that has blown me away, and I should say has blown me away in the latest version, is the ability to send things to Dropbox. So in the past, it had a thing where, you know, most apps that work with Dropbox, most text apps, I think, um, want to locate a folder, right? So you could say, like, deal with all my files in this one folder, or it'll automatically create a folder at slash apps. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. most, most, most things, you know what I'm talking about? No, like it, usually it, it just... It's okay. not necessarily full integration with something that's there. It's sort of making, making a folder, and you, you don't really know how to access those in, from any other place. Which in some ways is pretty great. But I mean, starting with Elements, Elements was the first text editor I used seriously on iOS, and it's, it's a great app. But at that time, that was, it would only go into a directory called a folder called Elements. So, but, but get this. Um, for example, you can go in and say, you can create a command um, under Dropbox Actions to say, take whatever I have written in drafts and append it to the following. So you could say, for example, I have a running list of, believe it or not, comics that people have recommended. And so I'm sitting there in a bar talking to somebody, as you do. I type in the name of a comic. I hit the arrow. I hit send to comic recommendations. And it goes, bing, got it. And so I've identified, in that case, which file to append or prepend to. I have a file called today, which is just a handful of things I want to make sure to do by the end of the day. Uh, and I can append to that. So it puts it at the top of the today file. You could also have it sent to a timestamp file. And it has little variables in double uh, brackets, like the date, the full date, just the top line, the text, and so forth. So I don't want to go on about this except to say this has become an indispensable app for me. Um, it's, it really is just the best. Dude, you can type in a natural language event, right? So you could say, um, do podcast with Dan right. from uh, 10.35 a.m. to 12.35 p.m. Send it to Fantastical. It says you, one of the commands you can do is parse with Fantastical. It'll send it to Fantastical and it'll use that natural language data in the text to create an event. So it knows now what time to create things. Uh, that's pretty cool. Is it only limited though to like apps that, that it supports working with or is, does it, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it has to yes. work with supported yeah. apps though, right? I, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Well, I mean, I guess I would phrase it as it's limited in the sense that what other apps are capable of doing. In mm. other words, it can't get into an app that won't allow it. Right. But this is something that's been, a lot of people have been looking at. A lot of, I guess a lot of folks, I think, don't know that a lot of apps have an URL, like have a, you know, a protocol where you can send things to, forgive me, Cleric, like, you know, often like name of app colon slash slash, and it can, you can send stuff to various, you know, this works on OS 10 and it works on iOS. And it's pretty powerful. Because now, I, I'm not even sure who came up with this whole idea of hacking it in this particular way, but you can send like whatever strings, you know, variables in the URL such that you could take this text in drafts and send it to OmniFocus as a note mm. inside of a new task. Or you could send it as the name of the task. It is really worth spending the time to go in and look at this. I will just, as long as we're talking about this, uh, some of the ones in here, 
that I've got. So for example, send to Echo Phone and Echo Phone Pro are are um, not clicked on mine because I don't have the app installed. But it lets you know in here, hey, if you get this app, this will work. I have the ones I use are things like Add to OmniFocus, Send to Do, the wonderful reminder app, Send to Day One, Byword, Write Up, Simple Note, Save to Evernote. I've been playing with Evernote a lot more lately. You can post it to the Facebook, uh, Writing Kit, ThreadNote, and so forth. Um, but boy, that ability, I got to tell you, man, for me, I got to tell you, that ability to append and prepend to files is huge. And it happens so fast that if it's in, in the case of the Dropbox stuff, it doesn't open another app. I don't know if you're getting this, but you type it, a little green check mark comes up and says ding, and you're done. One app to rule them all. So I would really encourage people to check it out. We'll put it, I don't know if you've already put it in show notes, I'll put it in yeah, show notes. Yeah, I did, notes. I did. And there are other ones like that that are also good, but that's my go-to. I'm trying to remember who's been talking about this. Some of the, the, the B plus Mac bloggers have been talking about it a lot because it's pretty great. Oh, and then finally, check this out. Because it's essentially operating on a URL, if there's any command that you've made, whether that's a Dropbox command or a, um, a new action or a, a URL-based action, you can send that file. You can email that to yourself. So it doesn't sync settings right now, but if you've made a really sexy one, you can email it to your pal, you can email it to yourself, and then if you open up in a text editor and hit that link, it'll automatically install it in drafts for you. So anyway, I, I don't want to go on except that this is this has been a huge and very useful change for me. And now if I've got to write something really long, especially on the iPad, I will use uh, something like Nebulous Notes or Writing Kit or something like that, along with my suggestion number two thing I'll talk about in a minute, like a keyboard that I like a lot. Um, but I really recommend you check this out. And you should check it out, Dan. You might like it. It's, it's nice to be able it. to compose in one place and then send it somewhere. That is such a huge pattern for me. It's one reason I love NVAlt on OS X. You know, like on NVAlt, you can like select text pretty much anywhere and then send it as a new file in NVAlt. Um, so anyway, drafts. Does that sound like something that might be interesting for your workflow? I definitely will help mine. And, and the way, what I didn't realize it did, I remember a while back you told me you were trying this out, right? How long have you been using it? Mm -hmm. um, I, I, let me, I, you know, I've got that problem, that champagne problem, as Marie Bamford said, of having too many apps to fit on my phone. Yeah. So I have to spotlight my way into apps. Um, I do that a another, lot, though. I do that a lot. Yeah, well, it's the fastest way. I mean, it's click and click again and type, and it's like Quicksilver for your iPhone. But there's another one that I'm sure people in the chat room will be able to remind me of that uh, does something very similar that a lot of people like. It was kind of the go-to for most people for a long time. But this is on my, on my like I say, it's on the, um, so right now the, what do you call that dingus at the bottom? The shelf or the dock or the... When you the, just... When you got the four things the on your iPhone. Th I don't know. I, I call it a, let's call it a dock. For me on my phone, that's Safari, 1Password, OmniFocus, and PasteBot. Which are the four things that I've just got to have, no matter say, where say I am. Say that again. Safari, uh, OmniFocus. Safari, 1Password, one password. OmniFocus, and PasteBot. You know, and the new version of 1Passwords, who I work with, are, is extremely cool. It's got, it's the new built-in, if you haven't looked at this lately, dude, um, built-in browser has gone off the charts. You can now have the equivalent of, you have folders. So you can have like tab sets. Like if you tend to do one kind of URL or web-based stuff that requires passwords, like when you're on your iPad, you could have a folder of all of those and they're all just right there. You can have favorites. Uh, OmniFocus, Spacebot. I don't, I don't know what else on my iPad. It's plugged in somewhere else. 
So enough about that. That's drafts. Uh, check it out. And and I will make a note here to also try and find um, some of the draft drafts tips that people have shared. I want to say um, the Max Stories guy, but I'll have to go check. Yeah. So I, anyway, I, when drafts. I was looking for this, when you first started talking about it, I saw a big uh, thing over on Max Stories where he apparently was talking all about it. So That guy's super smart. Um, okay. So, sorry. That's number one. Can I talk about number two? Mm-hmm. Dan, could you hear me typing just now? No, I could not. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to just type right now. So you can hear that just a little bit, right? Barely, barely. Remember this sound? Of course, Aaron. that's the Merlin keyboard. Yeah, that's my clicky keyboard. Um my uh my very good pal uh, JXPX7771138 gifted me with a Logitech. So if you haven't heard the clicky keyboard on my appearances audio appearances, it's because Jamie sent me the Logitech K760 Bluetooth keyboard. And it's pretty great. Like the, the little Apple one is awesome. It's very light. The aluminum, as you say. Yeah. It's, it's a terrific little keyboard. Um, but this, this has several things that are pretty special about it. Let me see. I don't, they have my, I don't have my Apple one in front of me. Is it solar? It's, got, it's solar. Oh, okay. I found it then. It's solar. <clears throat> so, so I guess the, the first thing you'd notice that I don't notice because I don't even think about it anymore is it's solar powered. It doesn't run on batteries. And so I have yet to have it not work for me, even though I'm literally in the Bane jail and <laughs> it's very dark in here. But it's got all the all the keys. I forget if I remap these, but it's got all the F keys. It's got all the standard like mute volume. So anything that you're used to, you don't get a 13, 14, 15 like I do on my extended keyboard F keys. But um, all the big stuff is on here. You don't have a home key. So I do a lot of, you know, function left and function arrow up to, to move around. But it does have four half-size arrows, uh, which is terrific. But, but here's, here's the two great things about it. Well, three, I guess. One is that it's very quiet, especially compared to the <laughs> Tactile Pro 2 that I adore, mm-hmm. my, my, my Danderbot. But um, so, yeah, it's quiet. Number two, it is solar. So you're not always playing and having to change batteries. But number three, I've mentioned this before, but this is pretty awesome. Um, mapped on top of F1, F2, and F3, you see three little Bluetooth symbols. Why is that? Because you can um, pair oh, this. Oh, no. You pair this with For real, three, for real. Yeah, up to three Bluetooth devices. Oh, man. Which is this only 65 it, bucks for this? It's monkey balls. I'm getting this. Okay, so like F, um, so the first one for me is <clears throat> my, uh, my Mac Pro here that won't run Mountain Lion, not that I'm angry. And... Um, so for me, though, that's great. So I, I turn this thing on, and the number one blue light starts blinking, meaning like, yeah, you want me to pair with this one? I'm, yep, good to go. But something I actually use a lot more now is typing on the iPad. So I might have my iPad on my desk, and if I hit the number two one, it'll pair with the iPad. Uh, if I had another computer nearby, um, I mean, it's not the same as having a full-on like KVM or something, but if I hit that third one, it'll pair with that device, whether that's, it could be your, let's say you got a laptop sitting next to you or you've got your iPhone and you want to do something. Anyway, it ends up being very, very useful. It's, it's very portable. Uh, I don't know how much it weighs. You can probably see on the website, but uh, I like it. I like it an awful lot. Um, there are certainly a lot of options right now for data entry on the iPad or iPhone, but I, 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 this, is, this has been my go-to. I keep it right next to my desk, except when I'm going to go out and write somewhere else, write quote-unquote, but I keep it right here on, uh, next to my desk, and anytime I got to record something, I whip it out, and it, it's so much quieter and less annoying than the uh, other one. So I love that. That's amazing. This thing is really cool. I didn't know about that pairing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool, and it's, you can see it's got the um, 
whatever expose is called now. It's got the reveal desktop. Mission, it's got mission brightness. Control. Mission control. It's yeah. got some other things I don't understand. I don't know what battery, what battery with lightning bolt means. What does that mean? What's better? I'll find out. I'll click it. Eh, don't do anything on the Mac Pro. Anyway, uh, I like that a lot. Is this, is this annoying? Is this boring? No, I think people love this. Would you, would you tell me if it were? If it were boring? Yeah, of course I would. I don't think you would. No, I'm grateful for that. Oh, you know I would. Thank you. Uh, so that's a couple. Do I hear some more? Yeah. I can go I mean, fast. No, don't, don't go faster. Take your time. Do you, want a, do you want a hardware or a software? Hardware. Verbatim, tough and tiny, 32 gig USB 2.0 flash drive. Say that again. Okay, go Google verbatim, tough with T-U-F-F, new letter N, mm. tiny. So tough and tiny. So some of you have probably seen these. If there is a, a basic test of, to, for, for me to help find out how old you are. What is this? I will, sh- I will show this to you and you can tell me how you feel about it. And your reaction will tell me a lot about whether or not you are old. If you are young, you will look at this and go, cool. And if you are old, you'll go, what in the yeah. hell is that? So this thing is <laughs> it's a smaller, it's smaller than probably a quarter. What would you say that is? It's probably a it's half a, they show quarter. it. They show it on Amazon. Uh, they, they, they show it next to a penny and it looks smaller than the penny. Yeah. And it's got a, it's got a, I don't know if I'd recommend using it as a keychain. I keep it in my backpack on the little keychain inside my backpack. An eight but, gig uh, for 11 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> I've, got the, I've got the 32 gig model. And I think, I don't know, 60 bucks or something. 26.98 for the 32 gig. Look, guys, six, th- 32 gigabytes of data on something. And it, get, understand now, this is not your typical USB dingus with the little slidey and the blue light and stuff. This is literally just the little like prongy things. And you just pop it right in. Usually I think, you know, contact side up usually, you know, it varies. Yeah. But, but now here's the other neat thing about it. it I, I bought it when I was doing a talk one time. And I had to run out to Staples and to find something to move my, I idiotically didn't bring uh, a USB key. So I needed something. I picked this thing up like, eh, whatever. And it said on the thing, oh, it's, you know, water resistant and dirt resistant and blah, blah resistant. And I'm not about to vouch for this in like a military environment, but I'm just telling you, like, I've battered the crap out of this thing and it works great. And so, I mean, do you need to carry 32 gigs around with you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I do I now. I use it to bring like like seven gig movie files between my office and the house. Um, something I used to do that I'm not doing right now, but I, I think it's a pretty good idea. Go in. It's formatted as probably fat, right? I mean, it's it's usually, aren't these usually um, like, you know what I mean? They're usually set up for use on Windows, so they're probably fat. 32 or fat. Well, and for, well, for, to be honest, for compatibility, yeah. right? It'll work on most Do you things, reformat that first thing? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I do. So, you know, the thing is you could afford to have like a couple of these, you might have like a four or eight gig one for certain kinds of important stuff. But in my case, I don't use windows right now. If I, if I ever wanted to have a full on emergency survivalist version of this, I would do it as fat because you never know. But here's the beauty part. You go in and format this as what is it that you do with an Mac? I, I just hit the button. Disk which utility. I form, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I forget what the format is. You, whatever that's called, the I, I reformat, erase it, and reformat it as a Mac, HFS plus. Yep, as Mac partition or whatever. Right, you go to partition, you pick one. It's called Mac OS Extended, and in parentheses, that's, I, I pick the journaled. Yeah, journal. You want a journal? Yeah, things got so much better after journaling. Seriously. So, but here's a here's a neat like I would personally you can have one of these to just bang around with and use for stuff like don't worry it, it, it's like a it's like a pocket knife you know or, or uh, you know 
You'll Why don't you recommend it using it as a keychain then? If you, if you're now saying that it's, it's I've had it, I've had it fall off the keychain, um, because oh. it's the little thingy is so slender. You could do that, but I can't. You know, as long as we're getting dorky, inside my pocket on my backpack, it's got one of those little keychain deals, and I keep like a little multi tool, like one of those things that looks like a key. It's just like a little little yeah. knife and a little screwdriver. I keep one of those on there and I keep one of these on here. And the weight of those two things is beyond negligible. But I will find a reason to use it. So here's, here's my one tip for you. And your mileage may vary, but I would say get one of these. Maybe not a 32 gig, but get one of these and go in and create a sparse image. What's the sexy one that grows as it needs to? Sparse image or sparse bundle? Sparse image? Sparse image. Create a sparse image that is something like over half but less than, say, three-fourths of the disk space. So in this case, I might go in and make a 20 gig. I can't believe I'm saying these words. My, <laughs> the first Mac I owned with a hard drive in it had a 20 meg drive. Um, before that, it was floppy. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's weird for me. But I would go in and create a secure, right? The point of this sparse image or sparse bundle being that, you know, it's secure. You can do a 256-bit um, yeah, I understand some of your cryptographers. I know, I know, I know. But go in and make a secure enough sparse image. And you know what you do? You can mount that and put all of your critical stuff on there. You could put your favorite text files. You could put your a backup of your one password file. Anything that you would never... It's sort of like backing up your thesis. Any of the stuff that you want to make it through the apocalypse, you could put on this thing. And uh, then you got a secure way to carry that around such that if it does fall off your keychain you've got, you know, a pretty good layer of security and privacy in place. Do you, do you follow? Yeah. But the reason I say don't fill the whole thing is why not leave a little bit of room on there where you don't have to mount that thing with a password and you could just throw, what, a bunch of books, a bunch of pictures, a bunch of whatever you want on there to move from place to place. Um, and, uh, and if you really want to get nerdy about it, I did this a very long time ago and it wasn't worth doing for me. But I think it is possible using something like probably Automator. I'm sure you could do it with Apple Script too. But you could create an Automator thing that detects when this thing is put in. And I think you could, can probably, I'm sure Dr. Dragon could figure this out. Yeah. I, I think you could potentially have something where you plug, the, I had an NAS that would do this in reverse. But you could plug it in to your Mac or what have you. And I think it can mount it and you could have it like sync important files on a regular mm. basis for you. I'm just saying that's one use case. But just having a 32 gig dingus around is pretty awesome. What do you think of that? Isn't that nuts? This is just, I'm looking at these pictures of it. I almost feel like I'd be, does, is it is this thing fragile though? That's the funny thing. Is like, yeah, this was my first thought was this thing is going to break off the first time that I yeah, use it. But yeah. the two things that are neat in that case are, it is, it's so, I mean, it's hard to describe how small this is. It is less than an inch wide and it's probably about a quarter of an inch high. And it's the thickness of, of maybe a quarter or like a half dollar. It's very, very, it's ridiculously small. But because of that size, I mean, obviously, if it were like, you know, 12 inches long, like, like you know, yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would be much more likely to break. But I'm not trying to break it now, but I'm not getting any play in it when I bend it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, um, obvious thing, USB drive, great idea. <laughs> Thanks, Merlin. But are, are, you never saw one of these before. No, not not like this. It I mean, really, the one, I, I have one that's a little. I'm trying to think of the size comparison. I would say that all told, it's it's about the size of like a quarter, and it has a little top part that, you know, the, it has like a little cap on it, 
And right. it's, it's fine. It's, it's almost the size of it. It's almost like, Oh, I'm going to lose this thing. Mm-hmm. And it, this seems like I, I would worry that the contacts would get scraped if I was keeping it in the pocket or somehow in whatever precious data I had on there would get ruined. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it's, it does not prevent you from being good about things like backup and stuff like that. But I mean, I guess I'd be interested to hear whether people have had good or bad luck with that. But for me sitting in a backpack, um, it, no it works out. Yeah, just fine. But I guess it's somewhat analogous in my head to, you know, having a 64, I guess they make probably make 64 gig uh, USB drives. It'd be one thing to have a 64 gig flash drive. To me, that's analogous to a Retina iPad. And this is much more like an iPad mini in the sense that you don't even really notice the weight of it. So, um, but, but think of really think about like stuff that you might, as I say, post, post-apocalyptic data. Is there anything you really want to have with you? Um, and it's pretty great. That's a pretty good one, huh? Very good one. Okay. You jump in if you want to tell me, tell me about anything. You I was like. going to say, well, I can tell you about our second sponsor. I got to tell you. I got to tell you about it. <laughs> what is that from? Do I, I am told, I, 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 I am reminded by somebody that's something Bob Hope, somebody on the tutor told me this, that that is something Bob Hope used to say, which is true. But in my head, it's when, it's when baseball announcers try to casually go into an ad for Budweiser or, you know, Euchre's <laughs> Unguent. <laughs> Thicker okay. ever's chance. I got to tell you, you ever had a bump you can't deal with? You ever had some kind of a rash or a gold star <laughs> couldn't touch it? You ever, had, you ever had something that you get like a, it gets real hot and a heaty, heaty, uh, three balls, two strikes. And uh, you, what do you, I got to tell you, <laughs> Bob Euchre. Well. So I says to her, I says. <laughs> I got to tell you about Cashew. Cashew. Cashew.com. Like, not, not like it sounds. No. Actually, exactly like it sounds. It's the yeah. nut that's wrong. This the, the nut is incorrect. This is K-A-S-H, like my son. K-A-S-H-O-O.com. And as, as you know, Merlin, I know this is your favorite time of year. It's not my favorite time of the year. But I, hate tracking any, I hate tracking anything. It's tax time. Stuff. Yeah, it's but tax it's, time. But it's always, it's always receipt time is the thing that drives me nuts. It's always like, you know... But go ahead and explain it. But yeah, you're, you're, you're correct. But I mean, I, reading the value proposition on this, I see this very intriguing as a, like a year-round thing. Well, definitely is. And, and if you get into the habit of using something like this, it makes, this is the first year in probably five or more years that I will not be filing two, two or three extensions for my taxes this year. I'm especially proud of that. Attaboy. Uh, yeah. Coming around the corner. But tracking down things like expense receipts or matching up invoices or, you know, balance sheets. This is all stuff I know you love, Merlin. But you for know me, how I, I love thinking about these kinds of things. I know. Even talking about it, to me, feels unproductive. Uh, but Cashew, this is what they are. Simple cloud accounting. And they're focused on, you know, companies like mine, individuals, freelancers. It doesn't matter. You're going to find something to use here because they've, they've got all the bases covered. They help you be more productive by helping you manage your finances. They have things like real-time bank sync. They have something called a business health dashboard. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is, but I think this it shows you the health of your business. This they have report pretty. generation. They make accounting so easy. You can get in, you get out, and you get back to work. That's their, that's their quote. And we inspired them. And, you can, and this is the hmm. beautiful part of it. You can do all of this anytime, anywhere. You, they have an iPad app for this. It's, it's really, really pretty. And they have come up with a special, as you say, promo code. Promo code. It's B is in boy, two is in the number, W is in women. 
you get that sounds a lot like the initials for our show, Dan. It's the same. It is the hmm. same. And they same have a, a free seven day no risk trial. And if you stick with it, this will discount your annual plan fifty percent. That's a lot of percent, Dan. Yes, it is. So it's Pete. all you need to rule your business finances. You can uh, visit, visit cashew, K-A-S-H-O-O.com, promo code B2W. Love this stuff. I, this is the kind of thing I think is so useful for our listeners that I expect them to come back to us and say, we've never had this kind of response ever in the history of our company. All thanks literally, to, literally. to back to work. You know, it's a funny thing, Dan. Um, I was talking, I had a great man call the other day with uh, my pal, Eddie Smith, and we were talking about the actuarial and we were, um, we were talking about how funny it is that what you might call vertical market software is so abhorrent to use. Like, you know, in his case, he, um, you know, uh, we were talking about just, just like how crazy it is sometimes that you get, I think it was Eddie, it might've been Gabe. Which one am I? Eddie K. Eddie K. Eddie K. The point is, though, that like, isn't it? Have you ever had to deal with any kind of like, you know, you you work in the sciences, or you work in insurance, or you work in medicine, and it's it's crazy. In fact, most CRMs are so hard to use. It's it's amazing to me that there's like seven thousand to do list apps and markdown editors on the on the iOS store, but like it's almost impossible to to find a desktop CRM that doesn't make you want to kill yourself. And so, I mean, with stuff like like some of the products we talked about for billing and stuff like that, and now looking at something like this. I think it's a triumph to get software for this stuff that is not painful to use. I know that's not a great tagline, but this is stuff that's not a real fun task or that's not very rewarding to do in the moment. But when you find something like that, man, embrace it. You know what I mean? Support these guys. Cashew, K-A-S-H-O-O, primary code, B as in boy, two as in two, W as in woman. Anyway. That's all you got to do. Did I derail that? No, I I like that. I like what you do around here. Thank you. Our, our thanks to uh, Cashew. Gesundheit. Cashew.com for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Um, mm-hmm. um, how, how far in are we? We are 56 I usually minutes. look at the thing. Okay, okay. Could I do, could I, is this annoying? Can no, I do keep going. More? I'm just is trying it, to decide it if it should be it's another... Is it annoying when I ask if it's annoying? No. Okay. I'm just not sure if we should do another software, another hardware. Let's do a software one. Cortex Cam. Ooh. I learned about this, I want to say from Brett Terpstra. <laughs> I heard he's into it. I heard he's. I heard he's back into it. Oh my god! I'm a Sufi now. What is this? Cortex cam. Cortex cam. I'm looking at the Brett. screenshots. Learned about I this. I, I want to say I learned about this from Brett Terpstra. <laughs> <laughs> this is really crazy. There's okay. So it's we're very fortunate on the iOS. Uh, uh, platform to have a lot of really great camera apps. I will tell you some of the camera apps uh, in a minute. Well, maybe just real quickly. There are some that I use a lot. I mostly use the straight up camera for taking pictures. I also like various flavors of, of the camera plus and so on. But like, there's so many great like editing apps, for example. Um, what do I use? I've got these ones on my second page. Oh, my little pony pushed everything over. Dear me. Oh, Dan, this is, this is awful. I, I need to get some help. This yeah, is right. I, I think I, I might need to lay down. I have so many folders. Um, but for example, like Snapseed is a fantastic editing app um, that, I, that I love, love, love. Um, boy, this is really embarrassing. Anyway, the point is Cortex Cam. This does something I've never heard of before. I don't know if this has been around for a while. Like right now, if you take your iOS 
your iPhone or iPad camera and you stand very still and take a picture of something, especially from a certain distance away, it can be astonishing how great it looks. As ever, tip, take several pictures because one of them will be better. But it can be, you can, if you get the right lighting and the right everything, I mean, I think it's a pretty forgiving camera and it's pretty amazing what it does. Cortex cam. Cortex have, cam. I have no idea how this works, but here's what it does. You go into Cortex Cam, and instead of utilizing the still camera, it utilizes the video camera. So you get the uh, cinema-looking um, aspect ratio, but here's what you do. You get open Cortex Cam, you hold real, real still. And it takes way more than... It's doing something very different than what an HDR would do. HDR is, is like a brilliant trick involving brightness. What Cortex Cam does is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this how I think it works, and you... You optics people can tell me if this is accurate. Utilizing the video camera, it takes several or many photos of what you're looking at, and it seems to kind of like average them out in such a way that you get a quality of image that you can't get with the normal camera. Hmm. It, it can create up to an 8 meg file, but if you can stand real still, you get an astonishing level of quality. Did you see that Rorschach I posted last week? Um, no, I'm look, I'll look right now. It's on the Kung Fu gripe. I think it's funny that I mispronounced my own site's name. I think that that makes me kind of charming. I, um, (laughs) so I was at the, I did it. I did a thing with, I'm I'm peddling. Oh, look, you put the picture of the care package. I did, Dan. Thank you. Oh, you know, I got to add cool touch Kleenex to my list because brother, I'm all about. Oh my God. Did you, did you touch it to your face? I touched it to my face. I bought two boxes. I literally (laughs) bought two boxes. It's so amazing. I'm using it for everything now. It's amazing. Every part of my body feels cooler. Dan, when you touch it to your face, the heat I read about on the internet, the heat in your skin releases all the unguents in the cool touch. It's very, it's very pleasant. Very pleasant. Um, let me find this one photo. So I was at the, uh, this place here in town called the cartoon art museum was where, Omni, Omni Group hosted their OmniFocus event that DSparks and a bunch of other people and I um, appeared at. And they had on in their like permanent display thing. I'll put this in notes and I'll send this to you. I don't, I don't know if you really get it from looking at this, but they had this. Did you know they made, you know, like, you know, like Ralph Partha figures, you know, like little lead men for D&D? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, like little, figs, little figs, pewter figs. figs. You got your figs. Did you know they made something like that for the Watchmen? I did not know that. So go go look at, I don't know if this is a terrific example, but go look at that link I just sent you. And you can see that's, you know, it's a little bit noisy, but you can see, look at the detail like on, on Rorschach in this uh, photo. Like, so what it does is I think Cortex Cam does something, I want to say like averaging out the, the images. And it does really help, as with HDR, it really does help to stand as still as you can because, you know, but it, I don't know, it's some kind of crazy magic, but go, go get this app, try it. And I think you might be amazed at the quality of photos that you can get, especially when you control the environment a little bit. So I don't know if there you can see it that. is. I found it Thursday, January thirty first. Well, I put it in the uh, put it in the robot too. But but uh, if you click on that, I mean, it's not the best photo ever. But you know, I was sitting there at a place and took a thing. So anyway, uh, check it out. It's really cool. I've got I've had some amazing results from it. And you don't have these these figs though, do you? Oh, criminy! No, look at the look at the, look at the quality of the glue. Look wow. at that. You see that? Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that's careful museum work. That is not. That should have indicated to me right away that little, blah, uh, what do you call it, dollop of of glue in front of him. That yeah. would tell me that's nothing Merlin would be doing. Well, all I can say, I'm going to guess, Dan. You like you you've read and like Watchmen. Kind oh of, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 
So they've got like an original copy with these stickers and everything and stuff in it, like an old copy. And I'm just guessing, even as you looked at this and went, oh my God, that's so nerdy and cool, you would be able to look at very little except for the dollop of glue. Am I right? That would be like, the... How many, think how many people, how many little kids' noses have touched that case? Little kids like to put their noses on things. Like, I don't know why that is. Oh, it just it feels good. You're learning about the world. No. You're smelling glass. No. It's it's just tremendous. My 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 son does that, but the my daughter does not. Do you think that's something where she just hasn't grown into it yet? I think she's smart enough to know not to do it. MJ, smart, yes. Yes. She, and she boys, knows, she boys, knows any intelligence they have is overwhelmed by the feeling of pressing their noses against glass. Huh. I think it was roomy. The, uh, the poet that said that. Hmm. <laughs> but aren't those kind of cool? I mean, I, I, I didn't have the time or the presence of mind to, to get all of them, but, but, you know, pretty cool, right? Tonight, a comedian died in New York. Cortex cam. I'll put it in notes. Moving on. Uh, you want to do a couple more? Yes. Is this boring? No. Okay. Uh, let me find a really good one here. Um, I'll tell you some of the ones I've got here. What browser do you use? It's Chrome. Really? Use, for, your main, for your main browser? For my everything browser, um, I use Safari for alternate, not alternate identities, but like... Um, when you're I scamming it, people and trolling. Well, I'm behind seven proxies, as you do. <laughs> Did you read that about that New York Times hack? Yeah, the New York Times hack. There was a, what was the other they one? They were going through a Twitter? college. They were going through like compromised, oh, the, uh, Bloomberg? Bloomberg. 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 I went through Bloomberg to accomplish uh, that feat. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever been the mayor of New York and wished you had a new service named after you? Late Ed Koch? <laughs> you Why did you have a picture of Ed Koch with his menorah Hi. up on your, on your website? He's dead, Dan. The man died. I know, but what's the picture of that up there for? If I put up just pictures of Deadpool, nobody would come to my site. Okay. I also got what else I got? I got some. some I always say his name wrong. Some Sinkowitz. I got some Sinkowitz. Did you see? The, did you see the Safeway Pez dispensers? I did. Yes. That's gonna make a lot of kids happy. A lot of kids happy. Um, what was I talking about? Boy, that lemon grab is creepy. Did you watch that? Did I know. We still grabs? have not seen it. No. There's a new one from last night too. Um, what was I talking about, Dan? I was talking about um, things that help helping you help me helping help. It'll come back to me. So um, you can pick some of these. Um, iOS app, Evernote, Hello, Voyager Q, Hard Drive Toaster, Edematic Research. Hard Drive Head. Toaster. Well, this is very well known, but I, I, I like this thing a lot. Let's do speed round. Um, I think it's called the Voyager Q. Uh, certainly, all the nerds have something like this. I love this thing. So basically, you get this. Um, I, they call it, it looks like a toaster, basically, because you take an, um, a naked hard drive. Oh, pop, I know what that is. I wrote an article about this. Is that right? Um, yeah. It's, I love this thing. So if you've got, they call them naked drives. What do you call them? Like raw drives? Rock yeah. The new, the, I wrote a, an article called the review of the newer tech Voyager Q drive dock on Monday, March 2nd, 2009. 2009? Yeah. They had hard drives then. They did. And I wrote about this. It was brand new. And uh, it, I, I wrote a follow-up about it. And, Can I ask you a question? Uh, go ahead, caller. Uh, first time toaster. Hey, could you please tell us to the best of your uh, memory without actually reading the article aloud? I, yeah, I no, you're, you're an excellent writer. I've always enjoyed your writing. Oh, thanks. You, no, I'm for reals. Like the, I, I wouldn't know how to install. I wouldn't know how to paste things in the terminal form for you. <laughs> As you know, I'm learning the terminal. I'm learning that's, the terminal. That's exciting. Cleric. 
Hey, Dan, to the best of your interest and ability, could you tell us a little bit about the Voyager uh, QHDD toaster? Yeah, basically, it is a little, I guess in a way it does look like a toaster where the... And when you say it's kind of a dingus? It definitely is. It's a little black box and it has there a place in the top, a slot, if you will, where you would insert the toast and the toast is a hard drive. And it fits into the slot and it, if I remember right, it accepts both the large, you know, uh, and small sized uh, drives. What are the two sizes? Three and a half and... Three and a half and the other one. And the other one. And, mm-hmm. you and put it's got them the in. little jacky things. You yeah. pop it in. It's and got it a, plugs a in firewire, firewire USB. USB. And it basically mounts the drive so that you can access the files on it. I know some people that use this because they have you know, drives from old computers that they still want to get the data off. It's not IDE, it's so serial many, ATA. So many, so many uses for this, um, and I use all of them. So I, I just got a brand new one that I like even better. Put in notes. I will. I'm getting, looking um, in I've got now. this Mac Pro that I hate because it's ancient. I don't hate the Mac Pro. I, I hate the game. Not, not, not the play. Uh, yeah, play. Not, not the artist, the game. The artist formerly known as Toaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really should... So, you know, I got four uh, drive bays in this thing, which is great, but there's a lot of times where I got these drives sitting around all over the place and I might want to just pop something up and, you know, make, make sure the drive still works and maybe get some stuff on it, like iTunes backups from a long time ago. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good deal more costly to buy full-on external drives and you don't really need to. Um, I have one of those, is it Webatech? Is that who makes it? Yeah. I have one of those giant boxes with the foam insert where I can like, I stick the drives back into their little bag and, and pop them into there. I have like a little very basic system of indexing them. But I learned this from um, Alex Lindsay a long time ago. I mean, you know, doing video at PixelCore, he had so, so, so many drives. And you have to get good at dealing with those. Well, this is a little less resistance because now I don't have to screw it into the little mounting thing to put it into my Mac Pro. I can just pop things up. But here's what I really use it for a lot. My MacBook Air has one of those wonderful SSD drives that according to Jeff Atwood, tend to die on an average of exactly one year after you start using them. Really? Yeah, S, yeah, you should really be backing up. Now see, this is going to be like the earache. Now I'm going to bring the devil when I say this. But I, uh, I try to back up. I, for Time Machine, I use uh, one of these uh, Voyager Qs. Um, every time I think of it, I pop in my backup. You know, I've got a one terabyte backup drive for my laptop and every time it, it occurs to me every usually week or so i come to work i pop it in i plug that in and time machine catches up you know because time machine can catch up isn't that correct like mm-hmm. time machine will like keep stuff locally until yeah. it has a chance to hook back up yeah and then it sends and so, it over. yeah and i do a backup and uh but it's great for all kinds of stuff like if you want to like again if you have a bunch of stuff that you want to bring home to like a different drive at home but you don't want to have to deal with all of that um i also have this is really silly and off topic but i i I bought an SSD, one of the little like laptop sized ones, and a housing for it, whatever it's called, the case for it from mm-hmm. uh, Newegg, who I love, and uh, that's a great way to move data from place to place. But this, like, if you get okay at like indexing or like writing down what's on these drives, and believe me, brother, you want to write down what's on them. Uh, there are apps that can do all that for you, track what's on them. But anyhow, uh, I love that thing. And uh, and so it's it's great. I mean, there's probably more. <laughs> I remember the first version of something like this I got. I still have it around here somewhere. It was so Byzantine. It was a series of cords and cables with, uh, you know, 
is it SATA? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I've heard it. Uh, SATA, 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 SATA attachment. It's got an IDE attachment, but it's just a, it's just a whole cord and dinguses. It's like buying an Android phone. It's just all these things. And with this, you just pop in one thing. In my case, I just, I literally just unplug the USB, um, cord and just go plug it into my Mac instead of my Mac pro, my MacBook Air instead of my Mac pro. And I'm good to go. Can I tell so you, the, can I tell you what I use it for? Please. And I got a new one. I got a new one, which is in the show notes. It is the company that makes it is called Pluggable for better or for worse. And it's, it is instead of having Firewire, which I've been trying to move away from along with Apple, it has. <laughs> is there a comma there? I, I, yeah. Uh, Long, alongside Apple. Al- in the same way that Apple from- has been moving away from Firewire, I too have been moving away from Firewire. And it, you know, so the, I, w- I found that I was never, and yes, I, I know and own one of the Thunderbolt Firewire adapters, but. File up, uh, Yeah, I'm trying to move away from it. This is USB 3. And of course, the 3 is too compatible. Uh, it has. Uh, it supports up to three terabyte and apparently above drives. It's a small, it's smaller than the, uh, the Voyager Q it's white. And it, it, to me, the drives feel a little bit like they're more supported when they're in it. Um, Oh, like a little more. Yeah. This has a little bit of play. Yeah. This feels like, it's like, it's like the radio on a rental car. Right. And this comes with, it comes with the USB cables that you would need. And it comes with a power adapter and it's a little white, little toaster. And it, uh, it's 28 bucks, 29 bucks on Amazon. And yeah, so I moved to this simply because I had two prior, prior to getting set up with the real office and employees and stuff, uh, I had two Mac pros. One was my main machine that I was in front of, you know, a good 15, 18 hours a day. And then I had another dedicated machine for recording for a variety of reasons, but it would, that was also a Mac pro. So that, that second Mac Pro that I used for recording was the one that I acquired from Marco, Marco's old, uh, you know, the, the Mac Pro that built Instapaper, so to speak. And that is what's recording our show right now. Still works great. But after I hired uh, people here, especially, you know, Hattie who's doing design and other things, it was important to get a machine that was powerful enough to do things like editing or, or you know, design work and things like that. And I said, well... I really don't want to have to go through and figure out what's on these three hard drives that were inside this Mac Pro and where to archive them and how to archive them. And I knew there were backups of everything on there. I mean, I, you, you know, we've talked about backups before, so I, I, I had backups already. But to have those drives in an accessible way, I didn't want to, like, format over them. So what I did, I, I bought, um, I used the, uh, Dave Nanian, the guy who makes Super Duper, recommends the... Love Super Duper. He recommends the... Uh, Seagate Caviar Black Drives. And I think it was like 85 bucks for a one terabyte drive. So I bought a new drive. I put that into the Mac Pro, set it up, you know, with Mountain Lion on it and took the three other drives off. And of course, you know, I may want to get to the data. I don't want to copy all of that onto my main machine, which is now the 15 inch MacBook Pro, the Retina one. Uh, But I want to know that if I need something off of those for some reason, instead of having to go to a backup, I can just drop the drive in and and use it that way. So that's that's what I use it for. And it's really, really useful for that. And I keep it at home. That's that's uh, that's super smart and canny. Uh, Let's let's not leave aside the most obvious use of this, which must be stated, which is to do a backup, do an image of your drive. So buy the same size drive as you primarily use. 
Uh, I idiotically have moved to two terabyte drives. I don't know what's wrong with me because now I got to go buy a bunch of two terabyte drives for backup. But let's say you got a one terabyte drive in your main machine. Go buy a one terabyte drive, like, you know, $60. You can get them for 60 bucks now, mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. of these drives. You pop it in the toaster, you hit it, you hit super duper, and you're good to go. And now you have a way to like, if, if the apocalypse comes to your computer, you've uh, now got a way to, you know, roll back really easily. And now, you know, in an ideal world, um, you know, this could be one of many layers in your backup strategy. Certainly you might have things like Time Machine or Backblaze or what have you. But, um, you know, one of my favorites, again, when I first learned word processing, I, I learned this rule that uh, this is one reason why I think iCloud and stuff like that is hard for me. When, the, when, I, when somebody first sat me down to learn how to like type in MacWrite, they said, um, save every paragraph and every time you think of it. Which sounds silly, but it really served me well over the years. Every paragraph and every time you think of it. Well, why does that matter? Well, every paragraph is great, but also just save every time you think of it. Back up. You know what? Here's the thing. Back up every time you think of it. Yes, have a schedule. But if you're feeling a little crazy or you hear about something, it's sort of like changing your passwords. <laughs> like if you hear about you go, oh, go back up. And, and this makes that easy. You can buy, I, I don't know if you can get like a bulk volume, but like it's nice to have a whole bunch of extra drives around because you will eventually need them. Enough said. We got to wrap this up. Can I tell you just a couple more real quick? Yeah. Some really cool yeah, yeah. I have recently, I'm not sure why or how I found this. I'm getting interested in Evernote again. I have, I used to be really into Evernote and I used it for lots of stuff and I can't even remember. You know why? I can tell you when I stopped using it. When the iPhone app wasn't great because I just started getting really into the iPhone and the iPhone app on for Evernote at the time, this is years ago, was beyond meh as far as I was concerned. Yeah. And so I was like, eh, eh, eh. But I had done some amazing stuff with it. For example, the, one of the last things I did with Evernote was when I was looking for an office and I picked out this perhaps one and a half mile strip of the, the, the street, the big street we live near. And I just walked, walked around with my iPhone and every time I saw a for rent sign, I took a photo of it. And so what does that do? Well, now I have a geolocated photograph of, of where I am. I mean, this is general Evernote stuff just to, um, get started here. But I was able to go back and like pull all that stuff up on my desktop and see every place with the phone number, right? Geolocated. So I could even place it on a map if I wanted to. I could see every place that was available and I just started calling them. Other great thing at Evernote that if you're not using it will blow your mind is it does character recognition. Uh, it can do character recognition of letters. So if you've taken a funny photo somewhere and you're not sure where it is, if you take it with Evernote, not very long after you take it and it's done its magic up in the server, you can search by whatever words appeared in that picture and it'll show up. If you've never done this, it really is a lot like magic. So are you getting, do you know about this, Dan? Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Anyway, this is, I don't know if I'm going to use this app a lot, but I am really intrigued by it. This new, new Evernote app, new to me. I, I Forgive me that I, I don't remember who told me about this, but if you're one of those guys who goes around and gives out a lot of business cards, gets a lot of business cards, meetings, 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 like back in the day, uh, when the road shows would come through, you'd, you'd have to go and like, you sit down and everybody passes out their cars to each other. And you, you think, you, you think about, you know, how to, how to bring a swift death upon yourself, but you go and you get all those cards from people. Check this out. Evernote. Hello. You open up Evernote. Hello, which is an iOS app. And you do something like you just take a photograph of their card. Well, first of all, it does really good. There's lots, there's lots of pretty good business card scanning apps that are huge time savers. This has that built right in. So it takes a photo of that person's card and it keeps that photo, which is cool. But it also does all the character recognition very reliably the three times that I've tried it 
Um, and it, it lets you then create that as an Evernote contact thing, and it will sync with your iOS one. So you could say, I just took a photo of this dude's card, have it go into my iOS address book as well, contacts or whatever it's called. Great, right? It also timestamps that meeting and geolocates that meeting. So you event, you get equivalent, you get basically a timeline of who you met and where, and you can add notes about it. And if you have a terrible memory like me, now I am not going to use this every day. I'm going to play with it. Like when I meet people at you know events and stuff, it's going to be hugely helpful because I can take a picture of that person's card and I can say, you know, uh, we, we talked about new mutants and I'm going to contact them about, they're going to contact me about being on the podcast or whatever. Do you follow? Yeah. But go, go check it out because I think it's really interesting. Evernote, hello. That's probably just about enough. Let me mention one more that I am loving right now. I, I, like I say, I'm still on Lion. Being on Lion right now is really rough um, if you use computers a lot. Um, I mean, it's not rough compared to like having dengue fever, but it's, it's really a pain right now. My, my favorite calendar app, BusyCal, uh, you know, the new version, it's not getting new versions for that. I can't use messages anymore, which is driving me bananas. Um, but I really, really hate the address book on Lion. It's, it's just, it doesn't work sometimes. You click to go on a contact and it goes to an old contact, a group. It's just a bananas terrible app for me. I, I, who knows? I might have broken something. I might have the broken disc sectors or something. <laughs> Cobook. Have you seen Cobook? I think it's pronounced Cobra. Cobook. Kabook. Kabuki. Kabook. Kabuki. Go Google Cobook, C O B O O K. This That's is where an, two people write a book together. I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> it's called Cobook, the Unified Address Book. It runs on OS X and it runs on iOS. Oh, this looks really nice. And it's so much better than the built-in app. You can set it as your default app on OS X, which I have done. Uh, what are some of the things that this does? There's some pretty good apps out there. Um, it's free, this though. Is, uh, I think it's free. It's it says uh, free for iPhone and Mac. That's crazy. How would you make the, money from this? What's the catch? They, they, they download all of your contacts and literally sell them on the black market. Oh, yeah. Chinese hackers. I blame Chinese hackers. That's not accurate. I'm kidding. Uh, Cobookapp.com. And so here's, what are some... some, no, some really, why, seriously, though, why is it free? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a 501c3. So you go in and um, on the Mac, for example, it's very easy to use. One of the things it does that's really neat, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, it converts your, it can convert your groups into hashtags. So you can go in and like tag. It's very easy to create groups of people in here because it, creating groups is not something that any Mac address book app does great right now. But for example, you could do a search on a bunch of people and then say apply this to all of them right in, from inside of this app. It's it, it has so much, so many little things. It's like if you show BusyCal, for example, to somebody, and please put BusyCal in notes, they go, okay, it's like a better looking version of iCal. And you're like, oh, my brother, there are so many little things in here that are so much better. Ditto for this. For example, uh, I just met this, I uh, met Dr. Dini from the wonderful OmniFocus book. I met him the other day. And because he is in, um, it's going to basically, it shows like based on his time zone, like what time it is. So like when I look at yours, it, it says that it is 2 o. Well, I don't want to ruin the longevity of the show, but it's two hours ahead. It tells you what time that person, what time it is there. Here's the great one on iOS. I got to make this quick because we're running long. An iOS, and it will sync up with your other contacts. I love this. An iOS, you know how you can do that thing where you say, go rescan all of my Twitter contacts and see if there's any data that I don't have and yeah. add their picture and all that. 
for some reason, I get an error every time I do it, but it still works. I don't know why. Now imagine this. In Codebook, everything's all synced up in Copacetic. Uh, you go in, and when you view the detail view on a person, you'll see the little Twitter bird, or I guess you can do this with Facebook. I wouldn't know. But if you click on the little Twitter bird, you can go and find that person on Twitter, and you can match it up with their contact. So it'll pull down all the information that it has on Twitter, add their contact information, add the photo, and it works great. It's so cool. It's so easy to use. There's probably other stuff I'm forgetting, but I've started, it's one of those cool things where the reason I'm forgetting it is I, I use it all the time now. You can dial from it. You could set preferences for what you do when you hit this. You can bring in Facebook or Twitter contacts. Um, and I use that alongside something on the Mac that I love called SyncMan, which is the only contact syncing thing I've found that works, um, which I don't know if I should save that. It's worth mentioning. Let's add SyncMan to notes. Yep. Um, SyncMan, for example, I, ha- I believe I have it set up to sync to my Google Gmail contacts one way. So I have it set to like only, I'm trying to remember, I might have it set to go both ways. But once you clean up your contacts in say Gmail and address book, it's usually a mess. For like if, if address book tries to do that, it's usually a total mess. Because they do stuff like they treat the fields differently and stuff like that. But every hour, that automatically syncs up my address book contacts um, with uh, my Gmail contacts. And it just does it in the background and it works. Trying to do that through address book, I have not had great luck. Um, sync man. But, uh, you know, I, I think stuff like, like I use Cobook for contacts on my Mac and on iOS. Love that. I use, uh, I use an app called for calendars. I just do not use iCal ever if I can avoid it. I use, I use BusyCal on the desktop. And the, the, the mountain lion version of that is astounding. It can bring in your reminders. It's, it's terrific. I use, um, just because it's worth mentioning because I live in my calendar, I use an app called Calendars uh, that I like an awful lot on iOS. When you say uh, Calendars, does that imply that it ends with a Z or something? Well, you know how it's hard to pick a name on the iOS store. I'm not sure who makes it, but it's got a pretty calendar on it, if that helps. Is it spelled hmm. Calendars? I will find out who makes calendars. All right. Uh, calendars has a lot to recommend it. Support. It is made by, I'm clicking, contact us. I'm clicking. <laughs> oh, it's made by those Riedel guys. Some PR guy keeps needling me from, from Riedel. It's kind of annoying. But uh, R-E-A-D-D-L-E, fantastic app, um, calendars. I like that. I, like, I do use Fantastical, especially in conjunction with drafts. I like one called Agenda a lot. Um, one thing that's great about a lot of these apps now is they, ha- I don't know, I guess you call it an API. It's, it, it understands what data can be sent to it. So if you're using any of these cool text apps, it's getting easier and easier to send things around. This is probably running long enough. So what do we talk about? Drafts. Of all of these, I would say, man, drafts is just the best. If you need a keyboard, Logitech keyboard, tough and tiny. The great stuff. What a weird show. Is that lame? Mm-mm. All this stuff Here- is in the show notes. 5by5.tv slash B2W slash 105. And if they're Amazon links, you know, uh, Dan gets a little cut of that. So that supports the a network. Big, a, big cut, in, a big cut. You know, I know. Are you at that level yet? You know, they get levels. I used to make a lot of money off that. You should give me a cut of that. How much uh, you want? Hello. Uh, just a tip. <laughs> want to button this up? Yes, let's. I love you. I love you too, Merlin Man. <laughs>